0: realize the impact of me just showing up with you know with an afro and dark skin I know that impact you know and so I've always understood the importance of it and I've always wanted to give back because I knew how much it changed my life
1: and impacted my life. Welcome to the Showcast, a show about music, culture, and Memphis.
2: We live into our mission of building community through music, education, and diversity.
1: We look forward to interviewing artists and musicians and hearing about how they are writing their own stories, building
2: their own communities.
1: 85 years strong and with a rich history, the Levitt Shell has stood the test of time as a beacon
2: of hope in the heart of Memphis. podcast is brought to you by orion federal credit union where a big part of us is being a big part of the community visit orionfcu.com to see how orion is redefining banking
1: The Shellcast. This is episode 21, and for today's episode, I spoke with author, food scientist, and influencer Allie Manning. We spoke about what sparked her interest in food science, her new children's book, and more. Now, here's our conversation with Allie. What sparked your interest in food science and technology? So, in college,
0: I was going the pre med route, (laughs) like so many of my peers, and About my sophomore year, I had gone to a lecture and the professor had said, you'll always have a job because people have always got to eat. And a light bulb went off in me and I said, I'm going to change my major to food science and technology. So I did. And he was right. I got a job right out of school, moved to Memphis three weeks later and worked as a chemist for Cargill for about three, three and a half years. So yeah, I absolutely love the industry, and my career as a food scientist is such a unique path to go down, and I'm excited to show people what we do.
1: And so you went to Alabama A&M, correct?
0: I did, in Huntsville. I'm originally from Huntsville, and so I'm just glad to be
1: a graduate of a, an, an outstanding HBCU. For sure, for sure. I have family in North Alabama and Florence, Yeah, so quite, quite familiar with the area. No, that's awesome. And so, you know, you mentioned you worked for Cargill. What was it like launching Umami Food Consulting and kind of branching into entrepreneurship?
0: Yeah, so, you know, I worked with with Cargill at the beginning of my career and then moved into a scientist role with another company here. And after almost 10 years in the industry, um, life happened. <laughs> I was set free from my job. I call it set free because I knew I was on the path to something greater. And so um, at that time, I took a little bit of time, the end of 2019, to figure out what I wanted to do. And Umami started to form. And so I saw that there was a gap in food entrepreneur entrepreneurial resources. Epicenter is incredible for matching entrepreneurs with experts, but at the time, I didn't even know that type of thing existed, and so I said, well, I can use my background and my expertise and my skills to help food entrepreneurs in the city, and so Umami was birthed 2020, January 1st, and then the pandemic hit, (laughs) and so I had to pivot again, but it it was just a risk. I saw a need, and I reached out to Epicenter at the time and they were able to help me out.
1: So shout out to Epicenter. That's awesome. Yeah, Definitely. That's amazing. So, you know, you mentioned launching literally just a a couple of months before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. How has it been, you know, thriving in the pandemic and and kind of navigating that as a, you know, a new company? Just Mm -hmm. what, what has that been like?
0: yeah so the first year was kind of crazy i mean for everybody it was insane but i had a few clients big mama and granny's was one of my first one out in bartlett Um, and then i began to get more clients like pops kernels and thistle and bee and so i would have smaller projects and during that time you know everybody was talking about pivoting that was the word right and so I had done a quick survey in my stories and I said, does your kid like food and does your kid like science? Wow. <laughs> and I got a few yeses and I then launched Food Science for Kids. So that ended up launching March or April. And I thought, thought it would be a temporary project. Once again, I'm like, okay, what are the kids doing while they're out of school? Do they have activities? Everybody's stuck in the house. How can I help? Right. And so Food Science for Kids helped me through that entire process. I showed up every day for seven months and taught children across the nation food science. And we did really great activities. And so it was just, that was my saving grace. And since then, uh, my clientele has grown from Slim and Huskies to City Tasting Box. I am the program coordinator for Project Green Fork. And, you know, I have some great clients in
1: Nashville, um, as well as other parts of the country. So
0: things are going pretty
1: well. That's amazing. Thank you. And so, you know, with Food Science for Kids, that's a perfect kind of segue into, you know, something that's coming up this upcoming month in February, the launch of your new children's book. Thank you. you. I'm
0: excited.
1: That's, you should be. That's super exciting. So the name of the book is Can I Play With My Food? Tell me how that came about and tell me a little bit about, you know, what the book is about.
0: Yeah. So uh, when folks would ask me, what is a food scientist? What do we, what do you guys do? You know, because you know, it's not something you hear of all the time. I would simply say, oh, I play with food for a living. I love it. You know, it's layman terms. And I just thought it was cute. I I sat on the title for a little while and decided, you know what? Yes, let's go with Can I Play With My Food? Because playing with our food is a part of learning. It's a part of that childhood, joy-like fun that we always, well, that we forget to explore sometimes. And so uh, once again, when I was set free from my job, when I was fired from my job, I was getting back to doing all the things that brought me joy whether it was skating, whether it was singing, drawing, whatever. And so I started to sketch. I started to draw again and a story began to form. And it was just that simple. It was kind of a passion project. And then I started started to just kind of ideate and ask questions and explore if this could be a book. And so I found my illustrator about five months in or so, because I knew I couldn't draw out all of my ideas. And then it just started to form into a book. And, you know, the, the story is about two little black girls and their journey to exploring where food comes from. And so they're talking to mom in the beginning of the story and they're asking her where it all comes from. And then they go to school. Of course, they do a science experiment and they realize that food is a science by using similar ingredients in their house. And at the end of the story, one imagines themselves being a food scientist and the other a baker, not to give out too much. But the highlight of the story is the co-character, Lexi. So it's Nima and Lexi, and Lexi is based off of my sister Alexis, who has Down syndrome. And in this book, you typically don't see black and brown children represented in picture books. And so my illustrator has done a really great job of capturing a child with Downs and it really mimics a part of my life um, and honors my sister as well.
2: Want to learn more about how you can support The Levitt Shell and its mission of building community through music, education, and diversity? Head to levittshell.org. You can read up on our 85 year history, check out our schedule of live and virtual events, visit our Shell shop to grab all the swag and find out ways you can participate in our mission, whether that's through donations, volunteering, sponsoring a show, or becoming a member of our Shell Circle. Once again, org.
1: Wow, there's, there's so many elements that I think are going to be impactful yeah. for Black and Brown children, as well as even those outside of the Black and Brown community. But that that's amazing. Thank you. Seeing... Seeing a need in terms of exploring, you know, what food science is, mm-hmm. um, what, it, what it means to be a food scientist, but then also, you know, exploring other dynamics in our community. That's, that's amazing. I'm excited. Thank you. Thank you. I am too. Super excited. So with this new book and your Food Science for Kids program, what's, what's on the horizon for, for 2022?
0: Man, there's so much. There's so much. They look, people have got to follow me on Instagram or <laughs> There you go. More. There are so many cool opportunities coming down the pipeline that I'm excited about and exploring, you know, like I said, my, my goal has been to number one, get back to do the doing the things that brought me joy, but also showing people that black food food scientists exist. I think sharing more about what I do in my work as well as my programs. And then also bringing other people on board is
1: something that, you know, I'm excited to do. And this year is going to be huge. It's going to be huge. That's amazing. And I mean, it's very, it's very clear just based on your involvement um, in the Memphis community, you know, from serving on the Levitt Shell Young Professionals Board to, uh, to the Memphis Skate Hotties, you know, what has it been like, Creating and maintaining community here in Memphis, you know, even before, but especially during the pandemic,
0: you know, community has been a big thing. You know, and even even in college, you know, and even throughout my career, community and and volunteering has been something that I love to do. I realize the impact of it. I realize. The impact of me just showing up with, you know, with an Afro and dark skin. I know that impact, you know. And so I've always understood the importance of it. And I've always wanted to give back because I knew how much it changed my life and impacted my life. I was a very shy kid growing up. I was terrified to talk to people. I was terrified to even you know, give the man money at the cash register, you know? And so there have been moments throughout my life where people have helped me get over my fear of speaking or, you know, gain confidence. And so when I started the Skater Hotties, you know, it was not intentional. I think a lot of these things that have happened have been spirit led. And I I feel like it's just something that I've been called to do or, you know, it's okay because I know that it's going to bless someone else and it's blessing me while doing it.
2: And so, um,
0: you know, I would record myself skating and ladies would reach out to me. And I said, well, I can, I meet up, let's meet up on Sunday mornings at night. And so the movement began to grow, especially in 2020, the movement began to grow. And so we've got probably about 50 women that join us. And we'll begin again in March or April of this year. So we typically take a break during the cold season. And either skate indoors or just take a break altogether, but we'll be out at the uh the New Bill Street landing uh hopefully April of this year.
1: Very cool. Now I I bet with the pandemic and not being able to to gather, you know, especially indoors, you mm-hmm. know, having having that outlet, that community and still being able to do that, that sounds amazing.
0: Yes, absolutely. It was one of those things like well, I'm, I'm a nature girl. I love to be outside. And if I can be outside, I will. I, was, I could not stay in the house for five days straight. I could not. Um, I was not one of those people. <laughs> I was outside, you know, skating on the green lines, grading down at the landing, doing something outdoors if I could. And so this was just an opportunity for all of us to get together with plenty of space between us and just skate, learn how to skate, listen to music. And it was so funny. So Many times on Sunday mornings, people would just drive by with their phones out, like recording us.
1: It was just amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, no, Allie, it's, it's been a pleasure chatting with you, and I'm excited for, you know, the new book to drop. I'm excited for all the projects you have in a pipeline. And what's the best way for those listening to keep up with you, whether it be on socials or website?
0: Yeah. So my website is Allie-Manning.com. So they can, they can go there to find out about classes, about the book, about the consulting services I have, or um, the influencing part of my life, the creativity part. And then social media is Allie Glad underscore carpe diem you know my last name my maiden name is gladness
1: oh wow that's perfect
0: (laughs) thank you so i keep it and carpe diem is just my life's motto i live each day to seize the day and so i just maintain that but it's ali glad underscore
1: carpe diem awesome well thank you again and looking forward to you know seeing all the great things that are, are happening with you that you continue to to spearhead and bring to light Yes, thank you so much, Mackenzie. That's episode 21 of the Showcast. Thanks again to Allie Manning. To stay connected to Allie, be sure to visit allie-manning.com.